want to touch the screen. Can I touch this? Baby soft. You feel beautiful. Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode... The sizzle, tizzle, gizzle, vizzle, bizzle, izzle, yizzle, sizzle. The desire to get the best out of yourself. That didn't even need a translation. Running with Jake, the podcast. Because every runner needs the occasional plot. And here's your host, Jake Lowe. In a world that has gone insane, we are offering a light bit of relief. On a weekly basis, this is indeed the Running With Jake podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. We're going to lift your spirits, get you energised. Do you know what? The bottom line is, just give you a little bit of flipping escapism in your crazy week of homeschooling, frustrations, grey weather, blah, blah, blah. Pete, we're up for it today, man. Are you firing on all cylinders? Come on. Yes, each and every cylinder is currently fired. It's warmed up, it's firing, and we're going. Yes. I'm like a small child, you know. I know that, yeah. Why is that, by the way? Well, because (laughs) what I do is, when I'm I'm tired, I tend to overcompensate. I'm not tired, I'm not tired, I'm super awake, I'm super awake. And the same happens when I'm feeling Mm. a bit bored and a bit bummed out. I make out I'm not, so I go to the next level. I just turn it Mm. up. Ten notches. That's what I'm doing today. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I like to keep things real. You know, the world is in a slightly. I'm sensing uh, a bit of a bored state at the moment. Everything's just a bit meh. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a bit yeah, absolutely yeah. the same. The same. Do you know what I almost considered doing the other day? I, 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 I almost went back to my days as a child. Right. I remember when I was a kid, I went through a really bored phase, and to combat that, I just started taking things to pieces for no real reason. <laughs> Just I did that. Too. Did you do that? Is that a guy <laughs> thing? Go, yes, Is that a boy yes. thing? Honestly, you'd unscrew anything. You'd unscrew anything. Yeah, absolutely. Just, anything. You just think yeah, if it comes yeah. apart, right? I'm having it, and you don't want it to come apart easily. I'm not talking like the toy in a Kinder Egg or a Transformer. You know, we're talking things where you need a screwdriver, man. Me and my brother had bunk beds, and I used to sleep on the top bunk. And once I got that bored, I actually unscrewed the light fitting, and I stuck a pen knife in there to look for magnets. I got the biggest <laughs> oh, shot no. ever. Don't do that if you're listening to this don't show. Don't do that. Do That's not dangerous. unscrew the light fitting and stick a Blackpool pen knife in there because it is very painful. It is, absolutely, yeah. Our kids are, are on the internet the whole time. They've got lessons on there, and then they're on there the whole time. And you're going, this is unhealthy, this is ridiculous. You're going, when I grew up, there was no such thing as the internet. Come on, let's get it Let's get it down to down to the good old days, and let's do something that's going to make you think and be creative rather than just being on the internet. And the kids look at you, they go, well, what what did you do? And you go, did all kinds of things. Did all, <laughs> took things to bits, took things to bits. Like radio control car, I'd always take my radio control car to bits. Yeah. Yeah. Just to clean inside of it and stuff like that. And this was just like a kid's radio-controlled car, you know. I was like an eight-year-old. I was given a Swiss Army knife when I was nine years old. And with that, I'd go out into the garden, I'd whittle sticks. You'd do that, wouldn't you? We'd all whittle sticks. Mate, those days are gone. Turn a stick into an arrow. So, you know, whatever you do at the moment, go back to being a kid again. Because it's so much fun. If you see a wall, walk on it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if you see a puddle... Jump in it. Why are we all avoiding puddles in our posh little running shoes? I, c- I can see the lawsuit now. Yeah, well, I was listening to the show <laughs> and uh, Pete told me to walk on his massively high wall and Jake told me to stick a penknife in a light fitting. I'm suing them. <laughs> I'm suing them is what I'm going to do. I, I did a live video the other day on Facebook and I, I just the reaction was quite interesting. I mentioned boredom and that was it. Everybody was on me. They were like, 
Mm. Yeah, I'm just feeling it. I'm just a bit bored of homeschooling. I'm ju- and that's not the kids, that's the parents. <laughs> it's like, yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, you know, yeah. how many more COVID corners? It's like the longest journey in history. And I, I'm, I'm kind mm. of coming out of the phase of spending now. I had a little word with myself the other day. I said, look, Jake, you know, what, what runners typically do when they're bored is they tend to sign up for lots of races. Obviously, there aren't really that many races to sign up for at the moment. So what I'm doing to combat that is I'm spending money in other places on things that I don't really need or want. You tell me what you've bought. This is what really was a tipping point for me. I thought, right, I've got to stop this now. So so last week, um, well, this was over the weekend, actually, M- Martina, her prized possession in the house is kitchen scales, right? She can't survive. Oh, okay. I mean, take the bed, man, steal the television, doesn't matter. It yeah. is all about the kitchen scales. <laughs> if she can't weigh it, she's not going to eat it. It's as simple as that. So we got a pair of kitchen scales that they were on the last legs and we kept changing the batteries and all that stuff. Anyway, it died, right? So she tasked me with one thing. Just look, all I need you to do, Jay, I'm going to cook when I come back. You don't need to do anything. Chill out. All you need to do, just can you just order a pair of kitchen scales? Yeah, I got it. I got it, man. Can you Amazon Prime it? Want it today? No problem. I'm all over it. So, so I didn't buy kitchen scales, right? I bought a 1989 Lego Batmobile. <laughs> I, I mean, nice. Mate, nice. This thing is awesome. It's it's it's, yeah. it's the real deal. I mean, you know, Lego they make quality stuff, right? Quality products. This is mega, like massive. It's nothing like scales, but it is great. So I'll be honest. I did toy with the idea of not telling her, and I thought I can't really do that. Where am I going to hide it? You know, we don't live in the biggest place. What what what? You know, where am I going to put this thing? <laughs> she came home and said, "Look, I didn't buy you any any um, any scales, but I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's with me." Cool. I'm on it. I'm on it tomorrow. But what I did buy was a 1989 Lego Batmobile. <laughs> she was not. She was not happy. She Why? Like, Why wouldn't she be happy? Because these are expensive. She's so unreasonable. She, 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 yeah, she went mad. She was like, Why? I, I, I can't believe you spent. Yeah, I asked you to get some kitchen scales and you bought a 30-year-old toy. I was like, no, it's not a 30-year-old <laughs> toy. But that's irrelevant. That doesn't matter. The point is... I apologise and I will buy you some kitchen scales. So, I don't know if you've ever been in the doghouse in lockdown, but it's a pretty small, horrible quarantine place to be. So, I'm not in the best fun <laughs> at the moment. She's still not over it. Do you know what? I actually toyed with not telling her. I thought, should, do I just sack it off? Because I'm pretty good. I'm a bit of a dab hand with Lego. I thought, do I just not tell her? And then, just before she comes home from work every day, do I dismantle it and build her a pair of kitchen scales? It did cross my mind. <laughs> For the show notes and video content... Go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Running with Jake, the podcast. If you are a regular listener to the show, you will know that we always bring you the best guests week in, week out. However, today we almost didn't have a guest. Didn't we? We. <laughs> Why? We almost didn't have a guest. <laughs> I didn't know about this. You don't know this. I, I set this guest up today. I set today's guest up, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I was uh, having a bit of back and forth with this this guy, who's great, by the way. And he agreed to come on the show, and everything was great, and I was really looking forward to getting him on, recording a call with him. And then there was just radio silence. I just I just didn't hear from him. I thought he died. Well, he ghosted you. He he, did, he, he ghosted me. I thought no. he dropped off the face of the earth. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really disappointed. That was going to be awesome. We scheduled this call. Like, oh man. And then I got a message from him. Mm. Check this out. Oh, Jake, I, I apologize. Um, somehow I missed your, your message from a couple months ago and uh, just happened to stumble across it going through uh, my, my oh. Instagram messages here a minute ago. And uh, I apologize. You see? I, I wish I... 
Yeah. I, I, yeah. I want to make up a good excuse, but I don't have a good excuse. I just missed it. And, oh. and uh, I, I apologize uh, again. <laughs> um, if the, uh, the interest is still there, if I haven't burned all my bridges yet to maybe do a chat and, uh, you know, do something, maybe a chat on each other's show or however, however we want oh. to make it work out. Uh, if, if I burn my bridge, I understand. And uh, again, I apologize. But if you want to make something happen, uh, I'm, I'm up for it and I uh, hope we can uh, connect soon. Thanks, my friend. Talk soon. Is he like the most apologetic guest ever in the world? He's so apologetic. <laughs> He's so apologetic. I'd love to know what excuse he'd have used if he'd have gone with an excuse. Yeah, Because he too. said he, he wasn't going to make one up. I wish... I, I'd love to know. Yeah, we're all about excuses on this show. We need to know. We need to know. <laughs> Today's guest on the podcast goes by the name of Danny Cray, better known as Diz. From Diz Runs Radio, his own podcast, in excess of 900 episodes. He's definitely way ahead of the game. You can follow him on Instagram, at Diz Runs. He's a running coach specialising in preventing and treating running injuries. And he is the most apologetic guest we have ever had on the show. <laughs> oh, man. Denny, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry, brother. I'm, I'm sorry, man. All, all good, Jake. You know, you, you, you put things out there and sometimes it uh, comes back to haunt you. But, uh, you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. It is, yeah. It's impossible. Let me just say it's impossible to burn your bridges with us. We are the most, <laughs> the, the worst people at getting back to people. None of it's personal. And, and I'm, in, I'm in good company is what you're saying. That would take some serious TNT if you were going to burn your bridges, I tell you. You'd have to <laughs> just seriously explode those bridges, Denny. Listen, it's great to chat to you on the show. I love the fact, actually, just talking about the message that you sent me that you you, you know you, you could have come up with loads of excuses and stuff like that you didn't I really respect that assuming that you were going to give an excuse what would you have gone for I'm intrigued to get into the psychology of our guests what what excuse would you have used um I, I think that that the timing lent itself to a, the the excuse of it was Thanksgiving holiday weekend for us here in the States at that, that time. Ah, so, you yeah. know, with family and out of the normal routine and like, I think it might've even been Black Friday. So like, I don't know, I was shopping for Christmas presents <laughs> or something and oh, I just got lost. And I, you know, I, I think that would have been the route I would have gone down, but um, you know, and then and sometimes you're better off just being like, I just screwed up, which I did because I should have seen it. And, and I think I did see it and I was, I'll get back to it next week when when the work week starts again and then it gets buried and gets lost off the radar and and then you know two months later i'm like oh my gosh guys i'm so sorry i I hope i didn't burn my bridges and and then here we are for a guy who doesn't want to hide or doesn't want to hide behind um excuses you are very good at excusing yourself and i would have totally believed that um (laughs) i I mean i'm guessing and i probably got this completely wrong danny uh but i can imagine you came you've come up with some great excuses in your time and you used to use excuses as a cop-out which i still do oh yeah absolutely (laughs) i I, i'm I'm not i'm not a a a novice when it comes to creating excuses i've just maybe learned a a little bit in in uh it, it, with my years to maybe try not to try not to go with that and it, sometimes even you can you can work it like I don't want to make an excuse but it was Thanksgiving weekend and yada yada and then you just kind of like you, you slip it in there yeah 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 but you don't like dwell on it and so maybe that uh, that smooths it over sometimes too by the way if you listen to the show thinking man is this the running show what what is this <laughs> nonsense I'm listening to with these excuses Danny I'm just going to give you some free advice man because obviously you're talking to Brits now so if you are invited by any other uh, British podcast hosts to go on their show and and you think man I just you know I don't know I need to come up with an excuse just go just throw the Thanksgiving thing in there we have no idea when Thanksgiving is we don't know 
You could just use it all the time. Any, any American holiday, just throw just like y'all throw bank holidays at us once in a while. And we're like, what? The, what is a bank holiday? Like, what do you mean bank holiday? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna find some common ground now, my friend. Running, I know from listening to your show, you're, you, I mean, you're so passionate. We class ourselves as your weekly dose of running motivation. That's what this show is, man. You're like, you, you could, you could host this show. You know, you're full of motivation. So tell me, how are things in Florida at the moment? That's where you are. What's going on over there? Are you still able to get out and run? The people. You you're looking after the runners are they, are they all good what's the vibe yeah it's it's um it, it's it's hit and miss around here like like florida it's kind of there's a the the running joke in in the u.s i don't know if it's made it across the pond yet but like we kind of like aren't the best at at like being proactive about being smart about making good choices and things like that so there's plenty of places in the in the u.s where things are pretty locked down and florida it's kind of like kind of just the wild west still like, you kind of just do whatever you want and uh you know there's like certain businesses certain certain you know institutions things like that have their own separate rules but as far as just government lockdowns in in the state here it's it's like i feel like i don't do very much like i i keep it pretty low key and and keep my my circle pretty small cuz i i'm not super worried about getting sick but at the same time i don't want to get sick if i can avoid it um, but there's plenty of stuff going on down here and, and, you know, the, the local running community, there's plenty of folks that, that still get out and, and go for the runs. Like, I mean, so we can all get out and go running. Like I get out and run every morning, but basically by myself for the most part. Um, I have one, one lady I run with on the weekends. Usually like we do our long runs together. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not exactly the, the tiered situation that y'all have going on over there where everything is pretty well locked down from what I, from how I understand it. And even some of those things that are going on here in, in, in the U S so it's, it's nice to have the freedom to still kind of go, but at the, some, at the same point, sometimes you're like, ah, I don't want to be where all these people are because you know, at the same time, if I can avoid getting sick. So, you know, kind of keeping it, keeping it pretty low key for the most part. What sort of running do you get involved in Danny yourself personally? Now I'm talking are you, are you, a, are you a road man? Are you off road? Do you do long short? Mostly, mostly road stuff is what I, end up doing in part in big part because it's convenient kind of marathon ish is is my typical race distance I, i've dabbled in ultras a couple 50 350 k's so i've nothing longer than that um no, obviously plenty of, of shorter things mostly road handful of trail type of events as well you do many marathons you've got many under under your belt don't you? i've got enough that i have to th- stop and think about it to count right so I've yeah got, yeah uh, i have a goal of running a marathon in all 50 states here in, in the u.s and i've got 10 states crossed off the list and then i've got a handful of marathons that i've also just run in Florida. So I think 14, 15 official races. And then I had a, I had a goal 2019 of running at least a marathon every month, whether it was a proper race or just going out my, my door and running what I called an S and G marathon. So like a shits and giggles, 26.2 miles. So, uh, I love that. Yeah. So, so that year, um, I think I ended up running 14 cause I had a couple months where I did either, you know, two races or, you know, something actually I just had a couple months where I did, did two races. Like I said, 15 ish, uh, official marathons and then uh, probably another eight or so that were just by myself running through town. And are you kind of performance driven yourself? Are you, are you, you know, even to like the times you chase the clock or, or is, it, is it kind of for wellness or what's your, what's your motivation? Performance, definitely. Like, like if, if I had to, to nail it down, I mean, that's, that's what it is, but it's not like, I'm not breaking myself to try to, to set new time goals or, or things like that. I have, I have a goal of, of, qualifying for the Boston Marathon, which obviously one of the world majors and it's a, it's pretty, I would say it's probably the biggest, at least prestige marathon in, in the US because of the fact that you have to, to qualify for it. But I'm still like an hour from my qualifying time. So it's like, I'm kind of at that point where I need to get a little bit faster, but I also need to get a little bit older to kind of, you know, get get the qualifying time that, that's, that's a little bit more agreeable. Um, the sweet spot. Yeah. And so it's like, if, if I were to try to hammer it right now, you know, to go out and run a marathon, like I, I'm confident that I could PR, but I'm not going to PR by 
47 minutes or 52 minutes or whatever to get like really close into the the uh, Boston qualifying time time frame. Um, and I just don't have that much of a desire, I guess, to hammer it to PR by 12 minutes when I could go out and cruise and probably PR by four minutes. You know, so it's like like I, I there's performance goals and there's there's things I want to get to, but it's also at the same time being smart because I want to keep running for the next 30, 40, 50, basically until I, till they put me in the ground, you know, I want to keep running for, for the rest of my days. And so I don't want to burn myself out or, or push myself too far to develop some type of injuries or issues that would, would keep me from running, you know, like I said, 30, 40, 50 years from now. Yeah. 100%. It's having that foresight, isn't it? I'm not sure everybody necessarily thinks like that. I, I don't think I used to. And I guess yeah. that probably comes a little bit with age. And as, as coaches as we are, you kind of try to practice what you preach, right. you know, or you should listen to your own advice to, to some degree. We don't always get it right, of course. But having that foresight, I tell you something, you're like this, because obviously you're into kind of injury prevention mm-hmm. and that's clearly a thing for you running for the long term. And I imagine with your runners, that's what you want to help them to do and inspire people on your show on the podcast. But I, I, I started working with a, a relatively new lady recently. She is new, actually. And she, she said something, you know, you do the chat, you know, you mm-hmm. catch up get the hit, the training history. She said something that was really interesting and I've never heard anybody say this before, phrase it in this way. You know, we're talking about what's your goal. She said, I'm, I'm training to train. Mm. I'm, I'm training to be able to train because she's got a few niggles, things right. she needs to keep her eye on. She's not completely free. You know what I mean by that? She right. can't just kind of just go and do right. a thing. But she wants to be able to go and do a thing. So therefore she's training to get to that point. I thought, wow, that's a really powerful goal, isn't it? That's you know? a really good Just perspective. Yeah, because so many, and, and I don't know if you find this, but I certainly find it that, you know, a lot of the times when I'm working with new new athletes or, you know, they're new to me, like they're just getting started with me. And it's like, I've got this goal and I want to run for this race and train for this thing and hit this time goal. Um, and and to have that that different perspective of like, I want to get to where I can just kind of do those things. Like that's 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 a good place to be, I think. And as a coach, it gives you a lot of freedom to like, all right, let's let's do this, that, and the other, as opposed to like, all right, we'll try to be locked into this one goal. Like, I I, I think that's awesome. What's the most common things that, or I suppose challenges that you come up against as a coach? Obviously things when you're helping and supporting somebody else and you're trying to pave the way forward for them and keep them injury-free is running, impact, and all that stuff. What are some of the common challenges that you, you find yourself coming up against? I, I think that... that in general, a, a lot of times there's a struggle with with trying to do too much too quickly or just too much in general, um, you know, because we kind of get into this this mindset as as runners, and it's it's sometimes it's it's fueled by you know the magazines and the 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 success stories. You know, you hear that that one person that's like, I just I just went out there and I just kept running until I couldn't run anymore, and the next day I went out and ran until I couldn't, you know, but I ran a little bit farther, and I ran a little bit farther, and eventually, you know yada 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 all of a sudden I'm, I'm running a three-hour marathon or whatever the case might be and so that that thought is just there that like you know more is better no pain no gain and I ha- have to go hard and and of course for some folks it's, it's generational if you if you grew up you know in the in the 80s and, and things like that I mean that was that was the mantra like go you know go hard just go hard all the time um and I, I mean you know talking about your kind of perspective has changed and, and mine as well like I, I used to definitely be go hard, you know, running hard. Like if I'm not running hard, what's the point? Like if I'm just running easy, it's just, it's just a waste of my time. Uh, and now I've really kind of flipped that completely on its head where it's, it's probably, you know, 95% of my runs are at aerobic pace, easy peasy, but I'm able to be more consistent. I'm able to be less injury prone. And so, so to get folks sometimes to recognize that just because you're not hammering it every day, doesn't mean you're not making progress. And just because sometimes maybe less can be more. And, and there's things that you can do. You know, I've, I've talked about the, the, the little things that a dozen times on my podcast, dozens of times on my podcast about how, you know, maybe running 
less or at least running just as much as you are is the key. But if you can focus more on your recovery, focus more on your sleep, focus more on doing some strength training, doing some cross training, doing some of these, these little things that, that aren't so little when you think about it, but as runners, it's like, Oh, I just want to run. Um, you can actually get more progress from your running by focusing on, on, you know, the, the little things or on, on just shoring up some weak areas. So getting, getting people sometimes to, to say, all right, take a step back. You could run six days a week, but maybe four days is right for you. And then the other two days we can focus on mobility work or strength or whatever, whatever they might need. Um, and lo and behold, you might get, you know, farther advanced with your running by running less. And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a mental shift that sometimes takes people, you know, sometimes they're quick to, to adopt it. Sometimes it takes a long time to, to adopt it. But that would be, I, I would say, if I'd paint with a broad enough brush that just, you know, we don't have to do it hard and run every day and run hard all the time. And, and it's just some people can and it's fine, but that's not everybody, you know, and, and recognizing that is tough sometimes. I, I dropped my, uh, one of my runners a message, an audio message this morning, like we've exchanged mm-hmm. with each other on WhatsApp. And I basically just said, she's got a little niggle at the moment, bit of an injury, needs to just back off a bit. And I just dropped a message and said, look, running's not going anywhere. Right. Give yourself some time. Let's baby steps, that progress, everything you're talking about. What, what sort of mistakes have you made in your own training, if I can ask you that? What, oh. have, have you made some, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you certainly have. Uh, I think that, that going going hard too much was, was a big problem. And, and it wasn't necessarily even always going like, you know, all out sprint repeats or anything like that. It was just kind of like never going or at least for very rarely going slow enough that it was qualified as easy or, you know, just that the, that the, the, uh, the appropriate level of, of effort was, was easy, but very rarely going hard enough to really get the benefits of a good hard workout. So it was always kind of like in that middle, that middle stage where it's like, like you're always kind of tired, you're always kind of sore, but you're never really refreshed, but you're like, it's just, it's just, you know, kind of a, a gray area that, uh, I think a lot of folks naturally fall into cause it's, it's, comfortably uncomfortable. So you feel like, yeah, I'm doing this work. I'm pushing myself. I'm going to get a little bit stronger. I'm going to get a little bit faster. I'm going to build my endurance this way. But you know, when you, when you take a step back and look at the the physiology and how our bodies work, it's like, well, well, no, because you're never allowing your body to recover. You're never allowing those, those adaptations to take place because you're always going just a little bit too hard. So I think that I definitely was in that period for a long time where, and, and I was new enough to running that I was still seeing some progress, but I wasn't, like really building the foundation that long-term is, is beneficial and long-term was needed. So, you know, I, I never had any serious injuries, but you know, the occasional IT band, the occasional plantar fasciitis, the occasional, like all those common things that, that people, you know, deal with more often than, than probably they should. And, and then it was, you know, you'd solve one, one little niggle and you'd get back out there and, you know, four months later, like, Oh, something else is, is gone wrong. And so you're out for, you know, two or three weeks and that kind of heals up and then you start running again and a month later, like it was just regular enough that it was, it was, you know, not just one isolated incident. Um, and, and it was just, you know, always kind of in that, that zone of not fast enough to really do any good, but not slow enough to be easy. And it was just, you know, kind of lukewarm is not, not where you want to be in terms of, of effort when it comes to training, at least in my perspective, I've, I've really embraced the, the heart rate training things in the last handful of years. And, and there's a time to go hard, and when it is time to go hard, go hard. But otherwise, keep it easy. Build it, build the base, reduce the, the stress and wear and tear on your body as much as you can, which helps you stay healthy, helps you stay consistent, which helps you, you know, improve as well. So, um, but yeah, that would be probably my biggest, my biggest error uh, in, in my, you know, probably four, five, six years ago was just going 
too hard, but not hard enough, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I'm, we're in the same boat there. I can certainly relate to that. I've made those same mistakes, Danny. You, do you have certain ways of training in, with yourself and, and you sort of coaching principles? You mentioned heart rate there. Is that something that you help your runners with? I'm a, I love heart rate training. I love running to heart rate myself, and mm-hmm. it does help hold you back, doesn't it? Kind of keep easy. How do you work out people's zones and your zones and stuff? Do you use kind of tests or is it calculators or what do you go off? So, so for myself, I use the the Maffetone formula or the Maffetone method, basically, which is which is there, there's a little bit of customization to it, but the the simple formula is just 180 minus your age. So I'm I'm turning 39 in a couple of a uh, couple of weeks, so I'll be uh, you know 141 is is my my number. Um, and then the idea is that during your your easy runs, your heart rate never gets above that. So it's not an average during the course of your entire run. It's that at every point during that run, you stay below that, that level. Um, and, and then, and the, the, the science behind that is that that improves your body's ability to, to work at the aerobic level to, to metabolize fat as a fuel source, which helps then on race day to not need to fuel as much. So you run, you, you reduce your risk of, you know, having to fuel every, you know, whatever, 30 minutes, 40 minutes that people do. And then sometimes you take too much and you have GI issues or you, you just, you start feeling queasy or, or you hit the wall. Like, like, you know, you, you really reduce your risks of, of those types of, of things. But then as, as a coach for the, the folks I work with, if they want to do some serious kind of heart rate stuff, I'm all, all about it. But I, I don't require it, but I do definitely require or, or prescribe as much as I can require, you know, easy. So, you know, whether it's it's a heart rate, whether it's being able to talk, you know, like the, the whole talk test, can you can you talk in sentences when you're running or can you sing along to the music when you're running as opposed to like struggling to, you know, get your, like if you're doing that, you're, you're, you're running too hard. Like that's not easy anymore. So you got to be able to, to, to breathe, uh, you know, focusing on your breath, breathing through your nose, out through your mouth instead of panting, things like that, that would, would kind of give the clues that, yeah, we're probably in that, that easy zone. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, that's, that's what I focus on. And if, if you want a coach that's going to be like hammer, you, you know, track workouts, uh, tempo workouts, hill workouts every week, like, and sometimes multiples of those in the same weeks, like I'm, I'm not your guy. Yeah. Respect for your honesty there. Actually. I think, you know, it's good to know what you what how you operate what right. your ethos is what you you know what's your focus what do you use and then obviously you can convey that to your runners and and either there's a match there and a relationship is built or, or there isn't and that's you know that's fine we can't be all things to everybody can we so i, th- I think you know massive respect there i obviously love talking to you about the heart race stuff because that's the, you know that's my bag as well and i mean i'm intrigued you know when you're doing this stuff and you're trying to run easy because we know heart rate is great for that you know if you're running like a uh, doing an easy run do you try to stay on the flat or do you are you happy to go and, and run a, a sort of hilly course? You know, what's it like where you are? And, and how do you manage that? Because obviously that has an impact on your heart rate. Oh, it, it certainly does. And that's, that's that's I think that's maybe where, where people really struggle with the heart rate. Because if, if you're just running a nice, easy, cool morning, flat neighborhood, like it's it's not terribly hard to keep your, your heart rate in the zone. Um, you know, living in, living in Florida, it gets plenty hot, plenty humid here in the, uh, you know, I would say in the summer, but our summer is from like, I don't know, March until about the middle of November. So it's, it's plenty of months. Of, All right. Don't of, rub it in. Well, you know, I mean, come on, you've got Thanksgiving, you've got a ridiculous summer. <laughs> Get him off the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're talking to a couple of Brits here, man. God, you're only going to make us jealous. <laughs> but, but from a heart rate perspective, it's not all it's, it's cracked up to be because, uh, because that's it, true. it does force you to slow down quite a bit uh. because, you know, the, the heat and humidity, the, the environmental factors that, that, 
you know, your body's working harder to cool itself, which means the heart rate creeps up. And so your pace has to slow down. Like you said, hills, uh, we don't have a whole lot of hills down here. We, that's one of the, I don't know, again, maybe it's a positive, maybe it's a negative in, in terms of, of Florida, but it's, it's relatively flat. Um, so you don't have that as often, but every once in a while, there's a little incline. You have to, you know, run over a, a, a bridge over a, a train track or over an interstate or whatever. And that, that brings you up. So all that to say, you know, if, if, for me, my, my belief for, at least for myself is that I'm committed to the heart rate training and the, and the, the science and the, the principles behind it. And so when there's the environmental factors, when there's, you know, I have a rough night of sleep for whatever reason. So my, my heart rate's just up a little bit cause I didn't sleep as well or ate something that, that, you know, ramped the, the heart rate up a little bit. Um, that just means I have to slow down more. You know, it means I have maybe I have to walk a little bit or just, you know, focus on running at 1030 pace instead of 930 pace or, or whatever it is. It's, it's changed me to where I don't, get up and have a cup of coffee before I go running because that little bit of caffeine brings the heart rate up a little bit more. So it's go run and then have the coffee afterwards. All those factors make you have to slow your pace down to keep your heart rate down, which is, you know, doesn't look as good on Strava. doesn't look as good on, on Instagram and, and, and those types of places where, you know, maybe we get a little too worried about what everybody else thinks of our running as opposed to doing what ultimately Again, my belief, and, and you're free to disagree, but my belief is that the best thing for us long term. I'd love to disagree because sometimes it creates, you know, great conversation <laughs> and interest. But I can't <laughs> in this instance. So unfortunately, we're just going to have to keep agreeing on things, Danny. If that's all right with you, I mentioned Strava. Are you, are you a Strava man? Do you enjoy it? Do you think there's some considerations there? Obviously, social media in general, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, look what they're doing, and right. look what I'm doing. Oh, I'm not doing what they're. You know, all that stuff. What's your feelings on that? Do people have to be careful? Oh, I th- definitely think people have to be careful. Like I, I. Honestly, my, my use for Strava is because it helps me to check on all my athletes and what they're doing. You know, like, like if I wasn't coaching, I'm sure I would probably have an account because it was free or whatever to sign up, like no big deal, link it to my watch and it just shows up. But I really don't go into it. And I don't, I, I'm not one of the people that, and, and you know, nothing disparaging against anyone. If you, if you like to follow other people and see what they're doing and what their workouts are like, like that's cool. It's just not my, not my thing. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely can't, it, it, I think it's great to have that community that's, that really is just running. I mean, obviously there's cycling, there's other activities, but th- at least the people I'm connected to are all just runners, right? So like, like to, to see other folks and what they're doing and places they're running and sharing pictures and, and having that kind of more niche down or niched down, uh, social media, uh, platform. I think it's, I think it can be great. And I think it, it, it does a lot of good, but just like all social media, it, it also tends to show the highlights or maybe gets people to focus more on, well, I got to be fast to, to climb up the leaderboard here, or I got to log more miles so I can be at the top of this challenge or whatever, and, and can have the potential of, you know, leading people down the path of doing too much, potentially leading to injuries or burnout or fatigue or things like that, that, you know, could be avoided without all the, the metrics and the leaderboards and things like that, that, um, some people just, just push too hard to be up the leaderboard, um, make it a competition all the time instead of, you know, pacing themselves a bit more, which, which, you know, I can be guilty of that too. I, I don't mean to, to be disparaging in that, but it's just like, you, you know, you have to be able to use it for what it's for and not get caught up in all the metrics sometimes. Sometimes I wonder with Strava, I want to know what you think to this, whether because of that platform and other platforms, so the likes of Instagram and stuff where you can kind of not boast, but you put your stuff out there and, you know, directly or indirectly, you go and look at what I did kind of bragging rights type stuff. I wonder whether people would be as bothered about their own goals and specific goals, rather, if those platforms didn't exist. So if, for example, you want to qualify for for Boston, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying, I'm not asking you this directly, but I'm using you as an example, if I I may. Somebody that wants to qualify for Boston, 
if nobody knew about it, but they could qualify still, but they couldn't tell anybody, which I know is a bizarre concept, right. a bizarre thought. There's no Strava, you can't tell anybody. Would you still want to do it? Now, some people probably would because it's for them, but I'm not convinced that everybody would. Does that make some sense? Uh, it makes it makes a lot of sense, and I think you're you're spot on. If the, if that motivation is coming from within, then then you know it it doesn't matter. Like you're not the one. Probably you're not the one that's posting all over on social media on whatever social media platform it is. But you're not you're not post look at you're not saying look at what I did or or you know even if you're not in a in a necessarily completely bragging sense of it. But like you're not looking you're not seeking that external validation. You're not seeking those those thumbs up those likes those hey great job or great effort or you know wow you've been doing such great work for so long and, and glad to see it finally paid off because because the 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 satisfaction is coming from within. It's like you know, I set this goal, I worked my butt off, I, I trained, I did all the things and, and it all came together on race day and like, awesome, you know? Um, and so, so if, if that's your motivation, like, you know, Strava can be fun. Instagram can be fun. Social media can be fun to, to, to engage and, and interact with other people and, and support them and, and maybe get some of those feel goods from other people commenting on your stuff as well, but you probably don't need it. Like you, you're going to do it regardless versus, you know, and, and there probably are some folks who, who really do seek some of that external validation. Maybe they, they, you know, for whatever reason, one reason or the other, their, their history is, is such that maybe they, they never really, you know, had the support of other runners or, or whatever. Um, and so, so this is their chance to, to have some of that community, to have some of that, that support. And it, and it, it does feel good. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. It feels good when somebody tells you good job. Um, but maybe then they're setting some goals because they think that's what other people expect or, you know, oh, you've run a bunch of, you know, cause, cause it happens, right? You run a bunch of half marathons and inevitably some runners can be like, well, when are you going to run a marathon? Not that you have to, but all of a sudden that plants that seed of like, well, well, shoot, like I've, I've run a bunch of half marathons. Like I, I guess maybe I, I, I do. It. And so even if that first comment is not meant to say that, well, you're not, you have to validate yourself by running, you know, a marathon instead of quote unquote, just a half marathon, but now you feel that way. So, all right, well now I guess I got to do that. So got, and I got to post about it so that these people know that I'm a quote unquote real runner now, or I've taken it more seriously because I'm running a marathon. Um, and so, yeah, maybe that, that does lead to getting away from your own personal goals based on what you think one random person on, on Twitter or one random comment on Strava made you, oh, well, shit, now I got it. Now I got to run an old, not, I ran a 50 K. Now I got to run a 50 miler because, because that's what I have to like. No, it's not, you do what you want to do. If there's one area to be selfish, it's a, it's setting goals for what you want to do because if, if it's what you want to do, awesome. Absolutely bang on. It's that need to do it versus want to do it. Mm -hmm. Want to do it. It's mm -hmm. like when people use the word should, or I should this, I should do this race, I should do a 50K, I should be faster, I should be, based on what? What are you right. basing it on? Right. Why? Who? Who? Where? Where's the book? <laughs> Show me the book. There is <laughs> right. one, right? Right. You can Google it all day long. Danny, it's been absolutely awesome talking to you. In the words of Lloyd Christmas, you have totally redeemed yourself, man. It was, it was <laughs> a, a Dumb and Dumber reference is everything. So oh, <laughs> that's man, awesome. I need to be watching that film again. Listen, if we've got to get you back on the show at some point and catch you up, see how things are in Florida. It's, you know, it's been just awesome talking to you. Where can people catch up with you? So on Instagram, you are. I'm at Diz Runs. I'm pretty much at Diz Runs everywhere. That's kind of the, the home base. If you search it up for podcasts, websites, whatever. Um, and and I, I don't mean to do all the plugs, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and ask for Definitely forgiveness not. instead of permission. We talked about the little go. things earlier. I do have a little bit of a, of a free course. It's just focused basically on uh, nutrition, sleeping, 
recovery tools and cross training and how those things kind of support your, your running habits. So if anybody wants to check that out again, all free, you know, one of those enter your email address types of things, but obviously you can unsubscribe afterwards if you want to, that's cool. But, uh, slash little things will take you right there. All one word, L I T T L E T H I N G S, uh, disruns.com slash little things. And yeah, let me know any questions. Always love to talk to runners, talk to, you know, shoot the breeze on social media, whatever the case might be. So happy to, to engage any way I can. I've got a question for you though, yeah. before you go, what would this, What's, 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 what's the Diz? Where's the, you got Danny Diz, what's going on? So uh, I guess this kind of ties back into, uh, you know, the the uh, sweet corn and frog conversation from uh, a week or two ago. <laughs> um, but it was, it was when I was in, in college, uh, like my freshman year of college, um, kind of Snoop Dogg was kind of at, Snoop Doggy Dog was kind of at his, his, his height, mm. his pinnacle, and everything was okay. for shizzle and all the, you know, all those, that, that like that was kind of every, every song that he did had plenty of lyrics that were just is and isle and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And, uh, a handful of buddies and, my, and, and, and myself, you're in college and you're drinking beers and you got nothing better to do, right? Like we would just start talking like that all the time. So it was always, you know, just like, how are you doing? Just became hizzy, hizzy, dizzy. And, and like, we could just like have that conversation. Like, I mean, it wasn't just short, short sentences. We would have full on 20, 30 minute conversations where we never said a proper word and completely knew exactly what we were talking about. And so somewhere through that, I was the one that got tasked with the nickname of, of Dizzy Crizzy as my, as you know, it was just like, that was, I mean, that was what I was called, but then Dizzy kind of stuck as my nickname and eventually got shortened to Diz. Diz runs next time. I want to hear the entire episode, whatever it happens to be about, just in Diz speak, if that's all right. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be the shortest listened to episode ever where people make it through a minute and a half and be like, oh, heck no. No, 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 no. And, and off it goes. But I'll do it. I'll do Man, it just for you. <laughs> you have no idea how happy I am that I asked you that question. Where did the name come from? So can you like, so can you just do that at any point? Can you just do it like at random or are you... It would, I mean, it would require a little bit more thought now than it, than it used to. I mean, it used to just come out, you know, like I was in the headspace where if somebody just started rambling and, and, and you know, hizzy dizzy, like, uh, all right, let's go. Like, like right into it, right into it. No, no factor. Um, versus like, I've been trying to learn Spanish for a while and I can kind of speak a little bit of Spanish, but like, I really have to be in the right mindset to think in Spanish. Yeah. I feel like I'm at that point now where I'd be in the right mindset to really like, have to choose my words the multiple syllable words got a little bit confusing, but that was where it, it maybe wasn't quite as, as difficult because like, so be, because it'd be like bekizzle, right? Like, mm. like you just kind of like, like you start with the first syllable and then you just pick up the second syllable, drop everything and just add the, the is, the izzy or the izzle to the end of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you should do a free course on this. Well, look, I, I appreciate that, you know, you, 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 you probably need to think about this and you need a little bit of time. We have time. Uh, we, we have time. We're in lockdown. There's nothing happening. So, look, if I if if I was to ask you a question, right? Would you be able for just having a look? Would you try and reply with a little bit of Izzle going on? For Can shizzle. we try? For okay, man. We're going to give this a go. Right, do it. Pete, you just hang fire, right, fire on that mic, okay? Fire. You just we're just going to drop it like it's hot. You just chill okay. out for a second. All right, calm down. Find your timing. All right, okay. Here we go. So, Danny, this is your weekly dose of running motivation. We often ask our guests this question. What does the word motivation mean to you? To sizzle, tizzle, gizzle, vizzle, bizzle, izzle, yizzle, sizzle. The desire to get the best out of yourself. That didn't even need a translation. It didn't even need a translation. And we've not had beers and we've not been smoking dope. What's going on? What's happening? It's crazy. Dizzle, I have so much love for you, man. Keep doing your thing. Keep 
doing your magic on Diz Runs Radio. Catch up soon. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate you guys. Running with Jizzle the Plod Bizzle. When the pimps in the crib, Ma, drop it like it's hot. I apologize. I, I want to make up a good excuse, but I don't have a good excuse. I just missed it. Running with Jake, your whizzle dizzle of rizzle motivizzle. It's the motherfucking Dr. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> in the house, baby. Hizzle Pizzle. In fact, you know what? If I'm Dr. Jake, I think you, my friend, should be Patreon Pete. You mention it every week. I'm giving you 30 seconds. Get begging. Your time starts now. It's not It's not a begging thing. It's not a begging thing. It's just that people enjoy the podcast and they go, oh, you know, you guys do it for free. And you go, yeah, we do kind of do it for free. But at the same time, um, it's up to you. It's like an honesty box, Patreon is. If you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy the content and you think, you know what, if I met Jake or Pete, I'd fancy buying them a coffee because they give me all this great content every week and I enjoy it and I take some kind of uh, pleasure Five from seconds. it and I, I, I want to buy them a coffee I want to buy them a coffee then you can do that I promise we'll buy coffee with it uh, by giving us money uh, all you have to do is go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast or just search Running With Jake on Patreon you know when you watch a James Bond film and they keep cutting back to the timer on the bomb and it's like hang on shouldn't the yes. bomb have exploded by now it's no way five seconds to go that was like a minute honestly i'm sorry back to super motivational running tips and tricks this is hashtag ask jake where we take one of your running related questions sarah wants to know how she can slow down in her easy runs she's fully aware that she runs too quick for her own level of ability but slowing down is difficult she wants some tips sarah great point it is difficult indeed to run at the appropriate easy pace a few little thoughts for you you can listen to a podcast or you could listen to some music that is very kind of chilled music, you know, not high-octane stuff, maybe some classical, just something that's going to slow you down because you will find if you listen to music, you can often get into the tempo of the music and sometimes run too quick. So nice chilled-out music. Of course, the other thing you can do, if you know somebody and you can run with them and they are slower than you and you kind of run socially distance, that can be a really nice way of you running slow because it can hold you back and of course if if the other person your friend is using the same session as their faster session you're both running at the same pace you're all finding it easier than they are but you're both benefiting just in different ways sarah i hope that helps remember put your foot on the brake don't run too quickly if you've got a question it's hashtag ask that brings us to the end of another weekly dose of running motivation i'm off to get my sweatpants build my batmobile if you do get bored just don't start taking things to pieces balancing on one leg on a wall and sticking a pen knife in the light fitting <laughs> we will see you back here next week for more running motivation oh and one more thing people may see you struggle but never let them see you quit. 